Free Copeland, I teach middle school history. I'm married to my wife, Selena, and I'm a student of the Bible. And I'm Brandon Jackson. I'm married to my wife, Jess. We have three beautiful daughters, and I love to share the gospel with teenagers and help disciple them in their walk. We sit down each week and have conversations about what we've learned, what we're learning, and what we think about current events happening around us. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Preacher's Hour podcast. <laughs> uh, it's been a minute it's for been us. It's been a long time. Yeah, man. So um, we're going to go ahead and jump into our episode. But before we do that, I got to make an announcement for the pod. Yeah. Um, this is actually going to be the last episode of season three. Yes, this it is. This is episode 72. Um, we're cutting it a little short. Uh, we're supposed to go, I think, to 78, but we're going to cut it here um, because we want to hurry up and... Uh, improve our product we're very impatient people yeah we're very impatient <laughs> so um we will i think our next episode which will be the first episode of season four will come out may 30th is that correct josiah i don't I think that's know. correct yeah that's what we had agreed upon it could be longer than that we'll let you guys know but it's going to be a while yeah. before you get episode from us but when you when you do uh Hopefully. we're gonna have a totally new dope setup and um I think just us as as podcasters will will be in a different spot as far as like how we do this, how we you know have our conversations and yeah. try to make them a lot more focused, a lot more, um, a lot less like just too much time. fluff, just too much fluff. We we, we talk talking. too much. <laughs> That's yeah, the problem. We be talking, guys. We're sorry. We are gonna get uh, to the point. Yeah, we're gonna try to get to the point a lot quicker. Um, you know, not a lot less of an intro than this is an intro. I'm literally doing exactly what I said I'm not going to do, but <laughs> yeah. So just let, let you guys know, this is the end of season three. So thank you for rocking with, you know, us for three seasons, man. man. It's been great. That's awesome. And uh, we're going to be bringing season four, May 30th, 2021. Lord willing. Lord willing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, our topic today yeah, uh, is called churchy. Yeah. Churchy. What is churchy? Yeah, man. So it, this is it's kind of old, uh, but Lecrae had put out some tweets a while ago talking about I love Jesus, but I'm not churchy. Oh, and yeah. had a series of tweets and people were interacting with losing their minds. Yeah. You know, people are. You got to love Christians, man, because yeah, the only man. people that, that actually bug back are believers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Non-believers were like, I don't know. <laughs> OK, whatever. whatever. Say what you want to say. Um, So. We just want to talk about the idea or, or, or being churchy, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a good thing. I, I mean, I don't know. It it unfortunately uh, seems to not be a good thing. I don't think it's a good times. thing. Yeah, it's just too. It's 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 not something that that draws anybody else mm-hmm. other than other believers. That's true. So, in in yeah. in you know, for the gospel's sake, being churchy is not really the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't. Even, I don't know. It might be controversial to say, but I don't know. Is Jesus churchy? Like, was Jesus churchy? Because if, <sighs> if you put him up to like Pharisees, then mm, yeah, we're gonna look at some scripture. Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, let's man. get into it. So, um, yeah, like, what exactly do we mean by churchy? Um, just kind of like being obsessed with church culture, yeah, quote unquote. Um, and again, that's not necessarily a, a, a bad thing. But well, being obsessed, I would say, is a bad thing. Like, well, like we have to define church culture because I think loving 
church, loving your congregation, people you gather with, that's great. Mm -hmm. But I think there's just these little things that we do as Christians that that turn people off. Like what? Um, So. Well, here's the thing. First point we have on our on our notes here is preaching church instead of Jesus. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I think we've all been guilty of this. I know I was. Uh, as a younger, immature Christian, I'd be like, oh, man, you got to come to my church, man. You just got to come to my church. I can just get you to my church, Bruh. and you can hear my pastor, and mm-hmm. you can hear our choir, you can sit in our comfortable seats, and, <laughs> and make sure you wear a suit, because, you know, this is, listen, now, you can't just be rolling up any kind of way. You're going in a God's house. You got to put on your Sunday's best. Yeah, you got to you gotta be ready to, you know, look good. But I don't want a suit. Well, then, you know, buy one, you then come. You need to, because, you know, you're coming to my church. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I think about is telling them about Jesus. Yeah. I feel like if they come to church, then they'll kind of indirectly get Jesus. Because what we, I think what we hope is, um, well, two things. One, we don't want to do the hard work of mm-hmm. introducing mm-hmm. someone to Jesus uh, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And I won't go to them yet, but oh, yeah, for we'll many reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then secondly, we always want to pass that off to somebody else. Like we want to be able to say, I did my job. You know, I got, I am, you, in I got, I got you in the building. Pastors like, pe- preaching going to get dude, you. Dude, pastors, okay. deacons, mm-hmm. deaconesses, choir folk, y'all. Mm-hmm. I did my, look, anybody, brought, any new members now? Any hey, new members? Up, hey, stand man, raise up. your hand, raise your hand. Hey, anybody new in the house? Any visitors to the, stand up. <laughs> oh, we got we got somebody new. And then the, they lose their oh, mind. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially in small black churches. And let me tell you guys, just right off the bat. We're going to be speaking probably more from a black church perspective because that's our background. Yeah. But like every church is is guilty of this in their own way. Yeah. 100%. Um, and so, yeah, man, just growing up in black church. And again, people have good intentions. They mm-hmm. mean well. But I think it's really important to preach Jesus, right? Like yeah. to give people Christ and say, hey, man, like, you know, now that you you have Jesus, it's important for you to gather with other believers. Right. We do it totally backwards. Yeah. Absolutely backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't make any sense for uh, someone to come into church and try to find, like, Jesus there by being invited to church. Mm-hmm. Because the idea is, like, when they get there, they should already be like, oh, cool, this is what I've been looking for. Um, but when you just invite – and this, I'm not going to lie, I've invited people to church – and they've had a terrible experience mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm never coming back. Oh, yeah. And then they, because I invited them to church, they were turned off by church, which then turned them off to Jesus mm-hmm. entirely. It was like, your church is weird, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't understand that whole like falling out thing. Why was the dude yelling the whole time? It's just so much that goes into this, them song. That one song took forever. I thought it was over four <laughs> times. But even you had mentioned something about, uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. The song, uh, uh, Still the Blood by Maverick City. Oh, yeah. If someone came into your church and heard that song. This who, is weird. Bro. You guys are talking about like bathing in blood. <laughs> like wash me in the blood. Wa- Where am I? Covered in the blood. Like, so th- that's what that's yeah. what we mean when we, when we say churchy. Like that, yeah. you have to be like, you have to understand some things before you can understand mm-hmm. that song. Mm-hmm. I understand a lot of things. Yeah. I think it's so interesting. Like when you have to give like 18 disclaimers to people. <laughs> Okay, now listen, man. This guy, when he gets up, up, he gets real excited. He, he, okay, he just, just wants you to be prepared. Oh, oh, when Sister So and So does this. Oh, oh, hold on. When this happens, this part happens. Just make sure you know. 
if I have to do all, all of, of this like pre like listen man I gotta explain all these different things you miss something's it. something's that's off. crazy because that is literally preaching church if I have to explain mm-hmm. to you what is going on in this church service in this church yeah. gathering then I'm I'm literally proclaiming the good news of my church trying to get you ready <laughs> for my church rather yeah. than telling you about Jesus yeah. who doesn't necessarily care about how this mm-hmm. church does how what it does mm-hmm. what it's doing is its culture and that's fine it's yeah. totally cool to have a church culture to have Absolutely. to have all these like ways of service or order of service it's always cool to have mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. but the thing that you must not get too entangled with is introducing your church to someone rather than introducing to Jesus because yeah. another sad thing might be what if they don't make it to your church? Like, they what if you invite them to church come. and they don't make it to mm-hmm. your church because they died? Ooh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's you gotta you. The, the whole idea is to tell them about Jesus so they could accept Him, so that if and when they die, they know they know Him. Mm-hmm. They're not meeting Him in 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 eternal judgment, but they're meeting His grace and His mercy, um, and in His welcoming arms into the kingdom of God. So I think preaching church is very dangerous i think uh, just preaching just preaching church, church. Yeah. i think I, there's first of all guys don't take this as a goal so i'm not supposed to invite anybody to my church no, oh no i think i think that's yeah do that mm-hmm. um but i think the first thing we need to do and it's not that people can't get jesus in church mm-hmm. i'm not saying that either that's there's plenty of people who've done that yeah um but i think i if i tell you about jesus and i'm and i, I i'm I know the things in your life and you're missing something. I'm like, yo, this guy has all the answers. He can do it for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I'm like, yo, man, just come with me on Sunday. Right. And uh, and like we can meet people. Who have experienced the right? same thing. And we, can, we can, you know, we hang out after, before, we have some food. Yeah. Like, I think that is going to be more powerful. But again, like if your church, if you have to do all this like explaining and stuff like that, I'm not saying your church is bad. It might be unhealthy. Oh, that's true. You know, I, I can mean, agree with that. It might be. And we're going to come back to that. My wife actually gave me a really good idea for a talking point later on. Oh, nice. Um, so but, the, uh, yeah, the reason that people like don't preach Jesus off jump is because people don't like Jesus. Oh, man, you read my mind. <laughs> I was like, oh, he, yeah, yes. Say that. It's just, man. it's just, it's just a fact. Like mm-hmm. they, people don't like Jesus because he's, uh, He's intrusive. He's like he's disruptive. Disrupt, like he's convicting. He's that person that like you don't really want to be around, but like being around them makes you better. Mm. So like you know that. Like you know, okay, if I'm around him a lot, he's always gonna tell me when I'm doing something wrong. He's always gonna remind me that I can do better. He's always gonna be encouraging me when I don't want to be encouraged. Mm. Uh, when I want to just be salty and want to be mad, he's not gonna allow me to because he's gonna remind me I died for you and I'm not salty. I don't care how many, I don't mm-hmm. care what they did, but they didn't take nails in their wrist and nails in their feet for you. So you don't, you don't have the right to be angry like this toward mm-hmm. this person. Yeah. You need to show forgiveness. And being around a person like that, it's hard. It's, it's very difficult and it's difficult for Christians. So I can imagine mm-hmm. like, not I can imagine I've experienced trying to share Jesus with somebody, understanding how big and how holy he is. Mm-hmm. And I get nervous because I'm thinking, what like what if they don't understand in the beginning i think the hardest part is like there's certain aspects of jesus i'm like oh, i don't know if i want to 
Tell them that. <laughs> They're not going to like this part of him. They're not going to like when he said this. this? Mm-mm. Ooh. And so, like, we, we try to, like, maybe tiptoe around or avoid certain parts of Jesus. Yeah. 100. Um, and we try to give him just a little bit of I mean, it's like you have this guy, this friend of yours. It's like, listen, man. <laughs> he's super cool. He's amazing. But, you know, he does certain <laughs> things. He says certain things that might rub you the wrong way. You just gotta, but he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's not wrong. And he's never <laughs> wrong. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it, it's it's definitely there's there's just parts of Jesus where it's like, man, I know this is gonna be hard to swallow. I, I know people like don't want to hear this, and so it's easier to preach church and to do church mm-hmm. rather than like tell people like show them all of Jesus, right? Because yeah, man, it's too much, and. We get scared that if we tell people the truth about Jesus, that they wouldn't want to come to him, that they wouldn't mm. want to be a part of like what he's doing in their lives. And that's that's really just us being us being judgmental. Like we're mm. we're or being prejudiced in such in a way like we're saying this person won't believe in God mm. if I don't ease them into him. Wow. If I don't ease you into a relationship with Jesus, mm. they're just you're just gonna say no. But then you see Jesus walking around like while he was on the earth and he impacted people's lives often. And it wasn't it was abrupt. It was evasive. It was like right there in your face. Mm. And you just accepted or you left. And I mean, the, the rich young ruler was like, mm-hmm. yes, nah, no, I'm cool, bro. That, but then man. you got Peter drop your net and just come follow me. Like, how is the response of these two people different? But uh, it, the response of that person is different. But the approach of Jesus never changed. Hmm. He came up the same way. Like, this is me. You want it? Come come rock with me. If you don't, bye. See you later. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the, the option that we must give to the people. We must give that same option to everybody just saying, look, I want you to come to my church, but I don't want you to come without knowing Jesus first. Hmm. That should be the mentality. That should be how we think. Because, like, doing church is easy. Preaching Jesus is hard. Because we understand the the magnitude, or for a, a mature believer, we understand the magnitude of what this means. But we also understand that it is the one thing that this per- that these people really do need. People, okay, don't take me the wrong way. People don't need church more than they need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, they don't they don't need church. Like the first thing you need is Jesus. Yeah. Because without Jesus, church makes no sense. Yeah, man. <laughs> what we're doing is weird. Like. <laughs> I'm just literally thinking it's about so all weird. the people that I've I've had come to my my church, and this is not any shade towards my church. I think this is just church in general. Mm-hmm. But like, like not preparing them or like under preparing them for it, and they're just like, "What the heck is going on?" <laughs> like, there's just it's foreign to them. And like, I didn't realize because because I grew up in it. I just you don't know what it's like to not understand all this. Right. And so it's like, oh, you oh, yeah. And I think that makes it harder for mm-hmm. us too because you know, we we eased 20 something 20 plus years into this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like growing up in church, it was it's just regular. Like this mm-hmm. was normal life for us. For people like I think even with Lecrae when his tweet, he didn't grow up in church. Right. You know so I can understand, bro, I totally get it. Church <laughs> When I was younger, man, I, people would come to church to my youth group, whatever, and they would just be like, "You, you do know this is heck of weird, right?" <laughs> like, I just want you to know, like, what y'all do is weird. Like, why can't it just be simple? Like, why can't you guys just do this? Why? 
I remember I brought my friend Tony. Oh, Tony, if you ever listen to this podcast, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been it's been 20 years, bro, but I, I still apologize. Jeez. I brought my boy Tony uh, to church one time. He was playing on our Pop Warner football team, and um, he his family they didn't go to church. They were raised, or they I think his grandparents were Catholic, mm-hmm. and then his parents didn't go to church at all. And then he would just you know yeah. they didn't raise him. He was just but he was really good at football. <laughs> And I remember inviting him. I'm like super excited. Oh, you're gonna come. In. We're gonna go to. Uh, we're gonna go to Sunday school first, and then we're gonna Ooh. go to church. And I thought it was gonna be great, man. First <laughs> off, we walk in, and then um, Tony is a grade younger than me, so we he had to go to a different class. So like, oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, this is already off to a bad start. So I remember like oh getting to the God. church, and there was like, "How old are you?" And I was like, and I was trying to get him to tell him like that he was in the fifth grade, not the fourth grade, but he wouldn't listen. And he was like, "I'm not gonna lie in church," which I was like, <laughs> "I respect that." Like I, re- <laughs> I respect it. All right, bro. Like tell oh the truth. Oh my God. Like I'm in the fourth grade. And I'm like, all right. And then I knew the fourth grade teacher, and I'm like, dude was boring. <sighs> And he loved new visitors. He just so he and you know in the mindset of those of of our churchy people, I think one thing that is is something we need to fix is assuming that people have gone to church before. That is a terrible Man, thing. The to do. learning curve is so steep. <laughs> it's so yeah. bad. So I remember Tony getting in there and then he's like asking Tony like all these questions, and you know when you, when the answer is always Jesus. <laughs> So who's the person that like that comes and saves you whenever you need help? The police. <laughs> and all the kids are like, nah, bro, it's Jesus. And he's like, what? I ain't never seen Jesus. <laughs> so he had that whole experience, man. Came out of the class and he was like, bro, what in why the is world? the answer to everything Jesus? <laughs> and I'm like, and at the time I'm in the fifth grade, I don't know how to explain that. Like, I don't know. It's just what we say. Just go with it, bro. And then we get to church, man, and it was a baptism Sunday, and he just didn't understand it. He was like, what? Is what are?" And then I'm talking about when the little kids get baptized and all, like, the church mothers start doing the praise break dance, and it was like, he was like, bro, I'm never coming back. <laughs> this is the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> I mean, imagine, like, you've never been to church before. You see oh, someone get, get thrown into some water. <laughs> are they trying to drown him? <laughs> committing murder out here? <laughs> Even, like, the way... The way that uh, that my grandfather was baptizing back then, like he would like grab your nose and like put your hand over your mouth like and then dunk you. I don't know. I don't know why we did this. I don't understand. But he would dunk him and then like I can hold my own. Like I can hold my own breath. I know yeah. how to swim. Like yeah. you don't have to hold anything of mine. Oh like I'm my good. Gosh. And you would just he was like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> And then, then they asked him if he wanted to get baptized. It was no, nah, that no, <laughs> no. Okay. Oh my goodness. And at that time, we didn't even have like change of clothes, so you just got baptized in your regular clothes and just came out. So all in all, this day is like just man, like we it's we easier we, to tell them about Jesus. But church is not designed for new people. It's really not. Uh, not the way that we do it traditionally. It's designed for people who are familiar with this, who have some idea yeah. of what's going to be happening, what certain phrases and words mean. We'll get mm-hmm. to that in a little bit. And so, yeah, man, like a brand new, completely unchurched, has man. no idea what the heck is going on. Don't even know who Jesus is. They even try to make him take his earrings out. <laughs> we get into that. <laughs> Listen, guys. They really try to take, make him take his earrings out. I mean, 
And imagine like a, a, a hood kid. That's what I'm thinking, man. He was like, you're not finna touch my cubic zirconia. Uh-huh, man, not these. Like, no. no. And then it's like one of those, like, not just take them out, put them in your pocket, but like, I'll give them to you after church. Telling you, bro. Yeah. Like, you can't make this kind of stuff up. This, this is real life. Oh, man. My boy, Tony Corrales. I apologize, Tony. <laughs> on behalf of... Yeah, man. I felt so that, And that's that's the... I, my church police oh. thing that I have here. People who are just, like... They, they love... To like walk around and just look for you know oh they are the, they are the rod of correction mm-hmm. give <laughs> out give out their little church tickets you know what I'm saying church citations citations <laughs> that's what I'm looking for like uh sweetheart you you skirt it's, you it's, need to you need to get get you a slip get, get you, you one of them little the little <laughs> handkerchief things cover it up oh you, you you can't be wearing all that now now again they think they have. You know, scriptural mandate for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Young old women teach young women, right? You know, all that. I, I, I'm with that. But like, you're a stranger, <laughs> bro. That's like, you're literally... a complete stranger. I don't, I don't know, know you, you, and you're just gonna come up to me and tell me, oh, "Listen, you blah blah blah." blah. I uh, get, even taking uh, like taking Tony's earrings, in his mind, he was like, first of all." <laughs> We don't know each other. Yeah. Second of all, I paid for these. Yeah. You're like you're not finna just take my property. Who are you? The don't, police? What? Like, what is no. going on here? You ain't finna search me illegally? No. I'm yeah. keeping my stuff. And then he was just like, why? Like, yeah. why are you telling me to take my earrings out? Like, I go everywhere. So you're telling me that God is not cool with these? In here. Like. But outside, everything's cool. What is so special about this building? I, I, like, that mentality of of churchiness that level of churchiness um number one it needs to cease but number two it is a it is a deterrent yeah more than it is building walls yeah building dividing walls you're keeping people out you know you're gatekeeping and all that stuff and it just shouldn't for what purpose like is this really a salvation issue first of all you haven't even like gotten this person saved yet he (laughs) ethel god bless you she didn't even know his name. She didn't ask the boy's name. She just said, "Hey, young man. Hey, young man. You need to take your earrings out, and I'll give them to you after church." You don't even know how you gonna find me <laughs> after well, church. He was the only Mexican yeah, kid I mean, in the whole church. You know, hey, <laughs> like he still I got like a thing. sore thumb. It was like man. new new kid. <laughs> it was just bad, bro. Oh man, I wanna I. And it's sad because what I want to do, I really want to like find Tony and be like, bro, I, I sincerely apologize because I don't know what that did mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, this one experience could be the thing that like, nah, bro, church is weird. It's been weird since I was in the fourth grade. Mm-hmm. They separated me from my best friend. <laughs> and then this they, weird guy they was... didn't know the answer to any question. They just kept saying Jesus. <laughs> then I they have got... a cousin, Jesus. I don't know why they keep. No. And he don't show up to yeah. nothing. <laughs> I just, but, uh, oh, oh man, I'm telling so you, bro. so bad. There's so many things. Okay, so it's so bad. Talking about like what to what we're wearing at church, like just I remember just I've said this probably many times on the pod in different episodes, but like, does it really matter like what what clothes I'm wearing to go to this place? Because like. I, I grew up as a kid. You're like, you, you know, you you drive by the church. Oh crap! Drive by the church. You got to turn, turn your, your music, music down. down. <laughs> oh, 
this has cussing in it. Hold on, God. All right. I'm past it. All right, cool. All right. Sorry about that, Lord. Like, I think it's the, it's what we've created, like the reverence for the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do understand the attire as someone matures. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the, like the church police, all the other stuff they're trying to change about a person while they're not yet. You have one. Like, first of all, Jesus hasn't changed them yet. Not at all. Not a new person, new creation. They're not even in a relationship with Jesus yeah, yet. They don't have a relationship. Like, first of all, I said first of all like 18 times. So this is probably like 18th of all. <laughs> uh, like Christ is the one who is going to change them. Yeah. Like they will, he'll take care of the convicting part. Right? I don't know why we feel like we can like, do We it. feel like we have to like, okay, now, now that you, you didn't say, I saw you go up there last Sunday to the front. You said the little prayer, you cried. Okay, now listen, you better get it right. <laughs> From this point forward, you got to, you can't wear this, you got to yeah. wear this, can't do this, can't, you know, like, like, and it's not even spiritual. Like I can understand suit, if you were like you really think <laughs> your your suit your. Um, but it's the it's not copy but it's the it's too specific. It's but. the behavior thing. It's like it's yeah. like behavior modification. Oh, behavior modification. Yeah, man. Where that doesn't do anything. This doesn't. It doesn't change anything mm-hmm. for a person. And if your if if your intent is just to change the outside of a person, you've missed the whole purpose mm-hmm. of your church. You miss the purpose of church. You miss the purpose of Jesus. Yeah, it's not to change the outside. The outside will get yeah, changed. The outside will, it will be taken care of. But it has to start. Mm-hmm. In, like we always try to start from the outside and work our way in. Mm-hmm. That's never going to work. Because like if I can make you think that I'm clean, Pharisee, I can pretend this all day long. Listen, let me go ahead and read it then, since Brandon gonna get to it. <laughs> I don't. Luke have eleven. Come on. Starting at thirty nine. And the Lord said to him, now you Pharisees clean, cleanse the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools. Did he who made the outside make the inside also? Did not he make the outside make the inside also? But give as alms those things that are within, and behold, everything is clean for you. I come mean, on. Come on, man. Like it, it, it don't get no simpler than that. The, the outside, like, because then you're... Like we talked about before, you're a hypocrite, man. You're just, yeah. you're trying to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And we'll, man, we're so much we have to get to. We keep saying, we'll get to that, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. So yeah, I'm, I'm like a, looking at the notes, I'm like, man, we're about to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We're not even halfway down yet. <laughs> I know, but just, and and uh, the whole attire thing, we, we've we got to, ch- I, I remember specifically um, when I was in college, um, we had these two guys come to our church for the first time um steve and aaron mm. great steve steve-o man great guy i miss him I, I wonder i hope he's doing okay man i haven't talked to him in probably about five years oh wow um but like these guys dreads like you know they had like the airbrushed like t-shirts oh, like okay. bright red and white you know baggy i mean it was just early 2000 to the uh, max yeah. i see it and they came in they sat they sat in the front of the church and they were like going dumb like like they were into the, the oh, worship they're yeah. like shaking their dreads yeah. and like mm-hmm. dancing and stuff fam no the amount of people that had a, a heart attack just <laughs> oh my god they ain't got no suits on they out here dancing and <laughs> what are you wearing what is that hair you got earrings on you they i mean freaking out oh my gosh and like there was a small part of me that was like oh, they shouldn't be doing that i don't know guys <laughs> but then the rest of me was like 
Wait, why, why not? not? Like they they love they clearly what? are like really loving God. They're enjoying mm-hmm. this, like you know. And then getting to know them like later on was just like they were real. They really, especially Steve. Like Steve was really serious about it. And he, but he was just like, why do I have to like do all this stuff? People come up to me saying I got to do this, wear this, do that. You know, and it's just like, like <sighs> especially. And this is this is where I have a very tough time even now with people who who don't allow people to worship like freely now mm. do i believe there should be like uh governors on on how you worship yes i don't think that dancing out of your clothes is okay nowadays right. you don't know what I'm saying? Like, twerking you know there's some there's certain <laughs> things you can't i mean in certain cultures yes though, that's you gotta say true. like if you went that's to like true. uh somewhere in africa yeah. i'm sure mm-hmm. they don't call it twerk, and they don't do that for for sexual reasons yeah. like, they're not trying to like turn somebody on mm-hmm. but at the same time your uh, a person can worship freely should be able to worship freely mm-hmm. if that's their expression of worship yeah if they are trying to disrupt then that's different yeah but i don't think steve-o and Anymore. aaron were trying to disrupt anything like they yeah. were listening to the song and my thing is when i look at believers now i feel like we're we're way more free like i feel mm-hmm. like we have a lot more like back in my grandfather's church i mean even even like they they encourage dancing but in your section like you couldn't get into the island dance. You couldn't like walk around the church. Like there, there was no moving. Like if you wanted to go ahead and put a little gig in it, you better <laughs> keep it elbows length. Like you like, do not step outside your hips. <laughs> Don't go outside the, the box. What I look at now, I, uh, even in even in TG, bro, when we worship, there are moments where we'll worship like in place. There's moments where we'll sing super loud together. Mm-hmm. There's moments where we'll dance a little bit. There's moments where we'll be prostrate People on the on floor. The ground. Yeah. But it's a mix of everything. Allowing that that spirit of worship. And one thing that I've even learned from Sean, uh, who was on the podcast well, a lot of a lot of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the one that taught me that no matter where you go, like you can be you when you worship. Mm-hmm. You don't have to conform to whatever church you're at. So uh he came to Flipside and worshiped the same mm-hmm. way at Flipside like he did at his own church. And it was like I was like, they're not ready for this. And he was like, I don't care if they're ready. I'm, We're I'm worshiping here. God yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Like, this is God. And there's no way you're going to hold me back from how I'm going to express my love mm-hmm. and gratitude to him. Amen. We don't, And we do it because we don't. We will tell people stuff without understanding their story. We don't know why Stephen and Aaron dance like that. You have no idea what they could have went through the night before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I and understand. They had, they, had some, they had a rough past. Both of them had, had very, you know, you know what I'm saying? great testimonies. It's just... Ah, man. And so that kind of gets to um, church demographics because Mm. different church congregations are going to understand things differently. Right. So so going to uh, a black church, Mm -hmm. Sean would there'd be no issue. Not at all. Right. He'd be all out. (laughs) But when he came to Flipside, which is a, a mostly white church, they were uncomfortable. You could feel. It. Yeah. I was even like, "Hold on, Sean, listen. Like, like we're in the front. Like they, they're just, dude, they don't do that. My dude here. stepped out the aisle yeah. and was singing. I need more room. And like, like yeah. Sean can sing. Like he can hold a tune, mm-hmm. but he can't like sing. My dude was on the corner. Like <laughs> oh, I yeah. don't, I care. don't care. And I love how the fact like he does it on purpose too. He goes to the speaker so he can't hear himself so that he could sing oh, even louder. Yeah, man. I was like, this dude is phenomenal. Yeah, man. But and, he didn't care. And it's like. I had to catch myself like, wait, why do you, you should be doing just like mm-hmm. that. You should be like just as into Because in your spirit God. you want to. Yeah, man. You want to just lose it. And so, um, yeah, man, we had a worship night on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. 
oh man it was dope man like the the worship team shout out to jared who's on the pod talking about worship shout out to my boy j-dub um his mom played the key she killed it pastor jeff played the drums ali did a great job singing dylan's on the electric guitar um jason salter was on the bass like what shout out to all you guys had a a whole uh, dude they i didn't know you had a whole thing thing they did that and i was like going in and then i got to speak like halfway through yeah and i just kind of like just told the kids like man like why are we up here why are we doing this like why are we having this night Mm -hmm. is this like just an entertainment concert and it's just like and I and I I read um, a couple psalms and just like how good, great God is Psalm forty. It's just like I will. I'm not gonna hold back and telling the congregation what you've done, God. Like I'm gonna make sure I tell everything that you've done, how great you are in front of the congregation. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna hold back. Oh wow. And and, and this other psalm, Psalm eighteen, like how he's like rock, fortress, shield, like all these amazing things. And then I asked him like, does God need us to worship Him? Ooh. Does he need worship? Is he just insecure? Mm-hmm. And then I read this uh, Isaiah, I think twenty five, and it was like, like basically like sing, um, O heavens, O mountains, forests, and all the trees in them, like worship him. I'm like <laughs> he's got the forests he's, and the heavens and the mountains. Well, we would consider inanimate, inanimate yeah, objects. Those things, and then and then I was like, the rocks will cry out if if we don't say anything. And then I said, oh, by the way. He's got trillions of angels oh worshiping him 24-7. When it's 3 o'clock in the morning and you're asleep, guess what they're doing? Worshiping. Telling him how awesome he is. Right? They don't ever stop. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't need our worship, but he wants it. Yeah. Now think about that. He doesn't need anything. I quoted from uh, As You Find Me, like, who am I to think your glory needs my praises? But if this broad breath is yours, you can take it. And he's like, if you don't need, you don't need a single thing, but yet you want my heart. Like, God owns everything Everything. and he's like but i really would love Mm. like your heart though and so he wants us to do it now we worship to god but worship is for us because he doesn't need it right right we worship is to him but for us it does something for For us us. yeah it helps us it bonds us to each other like worshiping in a in i said guys like it's one thing to worship by yourself and i love it (laughs) If you drive next to me, I look like a crazy person, okay? But there is nothing like coming together yeah. with fellow believers and worshiping together. One Singing loud, like just going 100%, in together. 100%, bro. And so, like, this is an opportunity. And I asked him, like, do you guys even look forward to worship? Because on Wednesday nights, we come, we have, like, we play a game, and then... Oh, then we do this weird thing where we stand here and we watch these people sing songs and we clap at the end, okay? And then we go to small group. Then there's a sermon, then we go to small group and we go home. I'm looking forward to seeing my friends. It's like, I feel like worship is probably the thing you look forward to the least. And it shouldn't be. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Like, like they would be shouting and singing on their way to, (laughs) like, not even there, on the walking up, they're, they're celebrating. It's like, this should be the thing you look forward to the most. I get to go worship with everybody. But even not understanding that the whole gathering mm-hmm. is a worship. Yeah, man. Like thinking that it's like broken up into sections. But specifically, my focus was on music specifically. Mm-hmm. Like worshiping God through music. Yeah. yeah. Worshiping, worship is, is a life. That's what 
Romans 12 is all about. Mm -hmm. My whole life is worship. worship. Yeah. But God gave us a gift specifically with music. That's why we have the Psalms. Mm -hmm. Most of them are songs. And so being able to worship him with each other, no matter what we're going through, no matter what's happening, like this is an opportunity that you guys have. And like, you're not taking advantage of it. Yeah. And that's what sucks, man. You have this, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me, but like worshiping through music is probably my favorite way Mm -hmm. to worship. Oh yeah. Period. I love it. It, I, it's but it's it's for us yeah in that sense like it does something it helps us let go of like all the stuff we're dealing with mm-hmm. and it so, helps me like it helps me like refocus yeah, and like man. and and reorient reorientate reorientate mm-hmm. my uh my focus back to god yeah even my where my issues and problems mm-hmm. seem like wait why was i tripping man why was i wait what man. i'm no okay god thank you Thank you for letting me worship you to remember yeah, how remind big you are. me of like of what you can. I do. mean, and you know, I I mean, I'm I'm I had a terrible week. Yeah, me and my wife going through a lot, and so the songs hit different. Every song was like I I was like oh, okay, and so it's different when you're going through something, but it's just like I, I just want them to understand like you guys just sitting here, kind of not moving and just whatever. Oh, the song's over. Cool. I was like, what are you clapping for? And I, I said that too. But like, the reason why I brought all of that up is just, that's not how that demographic worships, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not telling them, hey, you need to worship like we do in the black church, which I used right. to think. Yeah. <laughs> as a, like, as we're a, doing it right. As an idiot. <laughs> like, no, you know, they over there just sad and not doing nothing. You got to be excited, which is true. true. But like, I just feel like you guys ain't worshiping at all. You just sitting there. Hell yeah. You know, some of you guys might be singing along a little bit, but it's just like, like, empty yourself so that he can fill you mm. up. You know what I'm saying? I have a question. Yeah, but it's kind of off topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not gonna take a break. Well, it's not all the way off topic. Yeah. So like, go ahead. Okay. So the question is like, um, can I know you can worship God in silence? Mm-hmm. Can you praise God? in silence like does praise require like some type of bodily bodily something or like auditory audible yeah something i don't know i don't i don't think it's a requirement because it depends on your situation i mean if you have to be quiet like if your life depends on it or something mm-hmm. or you know your baby's trying to sleep or something but you like you just really want to i don't know go somewhere <laughs> where you can but if you can't like i don't i don't know I, I think, think only Jesus and you know if you're worshiping in spirit and in truth. Oh. Right? So. Wow, yeah, that that, that does I it. mean, worship is extremely personal. It is a corporate thing. Like, we mm-hmm. do it collectively. But it is also very individual. Yeah. Because, I mean, I understand, so, I understand, like, the worship as a Because worship, Bible study, worship. Mm-hmm. You, I know you can even be listening to, like, worship music and reading the Bible at the same time. Like, I'm not saying. I don't saying, know how you do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. But the one thing I, I, you can't. I've seen you do it on, on. I have to. I'm not listening to the music. Oh yeah. Because if if I do, I'm <laughs> getting back. If up. you if you actually saw me, I'm not getting past this sentence. I just keep I'm <laughs> just listening to the song. And I'm just like, where was I at? I can't. No, but I, I feel like when you praise God, like there there's something 
Something is happening with your physical. Like I feel like the I, spiritual I and the physical I are just, doing I something think, together. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I definitely don't want to put that on people. Yeah. Um, because again, like bad, like not. talking about like people are different. People like different demographics are mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Um, even like not just like between white and black, but like if going to church in the ranchos versus going to church like at Clovis Hills. True. They're both white. white. People mm-hmm. church white, but they're different. Mm-hmm. Right. Family Community Church, Black Church yeah. versus St. Rest Black church, church is still going to be different. Mm-hmm. So, like, each church has its own particular, like, demographic culture and things like that. And so I think my main point as far as getting being churchy is just is anything that you guys do, is it helping or is it hindering people? Ooh. Is it holding them back? From knowing Jesus, or is it helping them know Jesus more? Is it helping them experience Him more? Mm-hmm. That's something that only you guys can answer. But just you should definitely ask. The you gotta question. ask yourself the question. You gotta ask yourself the question. Yeah, because if you do it, you're doing a disservice not only to your church, not only to the God, mm-hmm. but you're also doing a disservice to the people that you are supposed to be reaching. Uh, and that's that's never okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's never okay. So your your policing the attire, your mm-hmm. your music, um, your 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 introduction to like church all of it should be a help mm-hmm. to get people closer to god yeah um and just being wise i think this is one thing we just i think ah, we get to a point where a we just point, we we want to have a system so bad to where it's just like okay if you follow these eight steps mm-hmm. this person will go from coming into the church to being saved mm-hmm. unfortunately there's there's no steps to this like yeah, there's and, maturity levels that will come and go that, that will mm-hmm. come and be passed, but there's no st- there's no eight steps to salvation. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. There's just things you got to go through, and it'll take a person as long as it takes a person. Yeah, to fall in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. No one comes to the Father except those He draws, right? John six forty. And we don't know how long the rope is, so it's and like so. I mean, we definitely are part of the drawing process. God mm-hmm. involves us in the drawing, but He's ultimately doing the drawing. And so are we, again, are we helping that process? Or are we hurting that it. process with, with the way that we do church mm-hmm. and the things that we have? In it? I mean, there's a lot of things that we do simply because we've always done them. Exactly. Like just out of tradition, you got to really. And first of all, I can't stop saying that. But um, <laughs> to go back to like music, yo, like don't be doing the same tire songs, man. There's so many songs that say, I still sing to you a new song, <laughs> <laughs> like a new one. And and we might, well, well, people like, the reason we do these songs, people know all the words. Everybody knows the words already. Well, they had Bro, to learn they'll them. learn. If Listen, Let's they'll learn. Play, just play the track. Okay. Just Put the, the, you got the words. We got screens. We got paper. Yeah. Like, print. don't be wasting paper and ink <laughs> and stuff. We spend too much money on that nonsense. Just put you can get an app nowadays. Everybody oh, can true. get an app. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so, it's too easy now. Yeah. Okay. Everybody can get an app. Shazam that much. Put the stuff. Yes. But I mean, if you have a church app, you can put the words on oh, there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Sorry. Come on, guys. Like, there's, we can grow up in that department. But we got to make sure we are challenging ourselves to like go deeper with God mm-hmm. as a group. Yeah. You know? And so that may seem like a small thing. It might be. But just, you do the same old four songs every time yeah. the same old stuff it's your breath <laughs> oh, don't even get me started I, I, what what i want what i wish that we would do um because i get it especially if you're in like an older church like mm-hmm. the the culture has been set 
Yeah. And it's, this uh, is the same old song. I grew up on this song right here. Look, I love Glory Glory. <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> I love it. It's a good foundational <laughs> doctrinal song. But fam, we have to move further. There's so many songs <laughs> I'm thinking about right now. I'm not even saying past it. You can still come yes, back to this. You can still come back to I'm it. I'm saying man. we just got to go further. If Kurt Franklin can make new songs. Come on. With the same voice. Come with on, the same man. hit me. Like, <laughs> come on. We we have to get better. And I, and on, I say man. that because the generation, especially Gen Z, mm. will not, not that they will not, it's going to be difficult for them to resonate to those songs, resonate with those songs. And not to, like, like you know, there are traditional, like, hymns, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of history and and uh, stuff that goes with these songs. So, I, again, we're not saying throw them away. No, not at all. But, like, you got to make sure. Here's one thing I, I, I got to shout out Flipside for this. They are very intentional with the songs that they sing each mm. Sunday. Like Pastor Carl has some input. Like he, when he starts a new series, he'll mm-hmm. pick a song that, like right now, they're doing "Relentless Love." So there's a Hill song oh. unites on "Your Love Is Relentless" mm-hmm. that they play yeah. before he preaches or after because it fits with the pre- like about? everything is coming together. He's yeah. very intentional about what songs. So when he's doing "Scandalous Grace," he sang the song. Oh, yeah, uh, I think it's called "Scandalous, Scandalous Grace, Grace." Yeah, by by Hill song. So it's just like you know putting that thought into it because you're trying to help people connect with God, with the word, with everything. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Very. You know, well, you know, we're just going to sing these songs, you know, just, just don't say, I like this one, this week, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But that just, that goes into like being churchy. Being mm-hmm. churchy means we are so stuck to this that we will not change. Not even for the gospel's sake. <sighs> not even to say, like Paul says, like I become uh, I become I become all things so that all some that might save some that I might save some mm-hmm. like if Paul is changing in order to save some why can't you like wh- why do you think you're like like your traditions and your uh your your traditions and, and and your rituals and your songs and your preaching styles like why do you think that you need to hold so tightly to that is it because you really believe that this way of doing church is the only way to do it or do you or are you so two things insecure mm. that you don't want to try anything else or you are so immature mm. that you do not try anything else these are questions that i had to ask myself like Sheesh. i when i first when i first came to on ramps covenant church bro i preached my first sermon and a student told me i was boring, boring. i remember you telling me that he was like do i have to stay in here I'm like where would you go it's like i just want to be here what's wrong you're boring Oh my God, crushed my whole old spirit. <laughs> but I came to the youth group preaching three points in the conclusion. Mm. And I didn't even know these kids. I had no idea. Just, all right, cool, you're hired. Cool. When do we start? Uh, Saturday will be your first time. You know, what do I do? Just preach. Okay, cool. I came from a Baptist church to a hood church. Mm. Like, it's a totally, totally different, different demographic. Totally different. And I, cho- I could have chosen to stay the same mm-hmm. and been churchy. And been like, nope, they're just going to learn these churches. I would have zero kids to <laughs> preach to. <laughs> I had to develop a relationship and then learn how they learn. Mm. Like as a as a under shepherd in the sense of being a youth pastor, there's no way that I can just come in and be like, 
oh, this herd has been here forever. Just change everything. Change the route, change the watering hole. Change. No, like there's things around here that are familiar to them. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, let me learn these things, find the route and find the best way to do it mm-hmm. and teach new mm-hmm. things at the yeah, same time. And t- like, yeah, that's one thing I, I applaud patient. He's come into Flipside the youth pastor role, and he's changed a lot of things. And there's a lot of there was some pushback, there was some tension, mm-hmm. but there I will think, be that. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna face that. But like, when your intention is like, I'm trying to do what's best for you guys mm-hmm. to help you grow in God in your relationship. I think that's super important. Can you? I'm about to read this, but can you look for Mark seven six through nine? Oh yeah, yeah. But um, one more thing I want to touch, which is very small, but. I think it, it still drives home the point about being churchy. This is uh, Luke 11, uh, verse 42. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and love and the love of God. So they're worried about procedural things, but they're missing like big things, right? Yeah. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seat in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace. I think that is hilarious, man. Oh, hey, Pastor so-and-so. Oh, hey, prophetess. Oh, my I, gosh. And yeah. I, <laughs> First of all, the seats thing. I'm just like, listen. I didn't think that was real. It's a real thing in every church. Every church I've been to, people have a seat, and it's like, yo, you can't sit here. Someone tried to give us a seat. I, I remember <laughs> you told me that. And I was like, I was like what? It, this is literally everywhere. It doesn't matter what demographic. Mm-mm. Like this is happening at every church. This is this person's seat. You can't sit here. It's worse than the black church. They be they be aggressive. Oh yeah, they. I remember uh, they. (laughs) Lord bless Ethel, if she's still alive. I don't know if she's still alive or not. She was super old when I was a kid, but like (laughs) she had her own reserve sign. (laughs) Like, (sighs) okay, she like. Printed it out. I don't know if it was at the church. Hold on. Her. She made it? <laughs> yeah. She brought her. Oh, Bro, what I say is she brought her own. She brought her own reserve sign and would put it like on her seat because she had to usher and she didn't want nobody taking her seat while she was ushering. I remember. And I think the hard thing that was like, no one said anything. You can't. After <laughs> once you let it happen, it's like, well, okay. I mean, who wants to, who wants to be the one to tell? And that's one of our points here too, is the whole nice versus kind thing. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. But, um, we gotta go. No, we're, we're oh. going to go over. This oh. is the season finale. That's we're going to go. Yeah. You guys, There's, if you rock with us, you'll rock, you with, rock us. with us. It's fine. Are you going to pause? We skipped the break. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> we just got to keep going. Cause, but, um, I was there like, Oh snap, that's in here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I remember at, at the old church, like they, they had the reserve signs for the choir. Mm-hmm. When they would, that makes sense to me. Yeah, first I mean, of all, group people having time. ushered, you see things from a totally <laughs> different perspective. You can see all the nonsense that goes on, and you're just like, "Why do we do this? Why do we wear gloves? Like, what is with the white gloves? Like, what? Why? Goof troop. First of all, they get dirty, <laughs> and I mean, they don't be fitting. You can't get matching gloves Wait, when you <laughs> when you see the, the the adult with the kids ones on, and Come like on, stop man. right here. I mean. <laughs> What is the point? I I refused. When oh. I, I became the lead youth usher. Oh, let's go. I was like, we ain't doing that. Okay. We ain't doing that. But did you have your own seat, though? No, I sat in the back of the back. Oh, wow. Because so, then I could see the whole church. Okay. You just be humble. Man, this is this is some stuff. And it's weird when, when, we be doing when churchy stuff starts. When it when it stops adding up. Like, at first mm-hmm. you're just going with it. And you start to, as you mature, you're all, wait. You start asking questions. 
Wait, and no one wants to listen to you or answer your questions. When question. no one answers your questions, mm-hmm. that's when it's like hard to stay. Mm-hmm. Even when we had talked about have yeah. y'all grown your church yeah. in a previous episode. But I was like, yeah, when you start asking questions, no one wants to answer them. You might be in a churchy church. Mm-hmm. You, might, mm-hmm. you might be in might a real a church. A little unhealthy. Yeah, that's yeah, not good. Man. But the whole being nice versus kind. And then I want you to read that scripture. Oh, yeah. Um, letting people do certain things instead of like that's that's what the difference between being nice and being kind Mm -hmm. being kind is i'm gonna give you what you need i'm gonna tell you what you need even if it hurts you even if it might hurt you obviously i'm gonna do it in a loving way Mm -hmm. but like yo miss ethel like you can't can't do that like that's not okay like this is this is this church is open to everybody Mm -hmm. these seats are open to everybody everybody. nobody owns you don't your tithe does not does not go to your like membership fee to pay for your private what spot and your own parking. Look? People get like they have parking spots too, man. Oh, bro, I I've literally seen people like get not. I mean, they didn't fight, but they was like, "Hey, man, like mm-hmm. I park here. We park here. I pick her every all, Sunday. every Sunday." And the person be like, "Well, I mean, it was just open. I didn't think it was I mean, a big deal. It's a it's parking like, lot." It's like, "Well, can you move your car?" The person uh, gets in the car, moves what? it like. I mean, That's but, so but, welcoming. Way to welcome you, them to uh, the church. Well, I don't know if they're new members or not, but I think the idea was I'm not going to have an argument with this person right now, so I'm just going to move my car. That is ridiculous. And then text a bunch of people about what just happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is ridiculous. It's crazy. And, I mean, <sighs> being so nice is like, well, you know, we don't want to upset her, so let's just kind of let her do what she does. But that it's a it's toxic because then that flows through. Other, and then when other people start to see it, then they'll say, mm-hmm. oh, well, she can do it, yeah. then I can do it. Bro, here's another example of nice and kind. This is remember. This is why I put this in here, bro. Listen, if people can't sing, don't lie to them, okay? And this, I'm talking about me, okay? So bro. we were in the, I was in the youth choir for a long time. Hate, I hate the youth <laughs> choir. By the way, that is one of the worst inventions I, of all time. I think there needs not a youth choir, but like a youth praise team for the kids that literally can do a great job. Listen, man, like. It'd be three. It'd be three kids. Out of two and a half. <laughs> that can sing. Okay. You could kind of sing. You can hold a note. Okay. <laughs> and they do all the solos, but like the rest of us. Oh, man. We just making noise. We just hear. And then we don't know the about, words. Make a joyful noise, child. And they'd be like, that's, this is what I mean with the whole, the church be like, oh, the babies that did so good. You know, we sounded terrible. You know, that was bad. I think some of it literally is just like, they are worshiping God, and I get it. They're like, you know, they're excited. Like, look, see the, the new generation. Look at the young folks. They getting involved. They look. They love the Lord. And it's like I love your preacher all, voice. I just, <laughs> I think you should preach like that one. <laughs> first of all, half of us, half the people up here is wilding. Oh, facts. And they, it's known. Don't no. act like we up here just holy because we're up here. <laughs> and then try to get them robes or trying to get just the performances. We be sounding terrible. It's, it, terrible i think that's one of the parts of churchness that is literally just performance like come on man stop and don't be telling us after you guys did so good we know we didn't oh my you God. know we did especially like when the uh when the the musicians are playing and the whole choir forgets the next part fam <laughs> just, i've i've been involved in so many like awful oh yeah awful youth choir performances <laughs> 
and you know soloists messing up everybody's just off with the keys we just i don't know what note we were singing just off and you just want it you just want it to be over yeah you like i just want to get out this is horrible like we did not we rehearsed like three times maybe oh yeah and when you especially when the when the choir director whoever it is is like super unorganized it'd be the worst but that's all churchy stuff yeah man so but stop being nice just be kind and say look this this, babies can't sing okay I, and I, uh, we had talked about this when we were creating the episode. Just being like being nice means you have the opportunity to lie to somebody. Basically, like I'm gonna lie to you because I don't want to hurt your feelings. That's terrible. Like yeah. especially I mean, if the yeah. person, especially if the person like feels as if they can. They're if they your believe lie is like is helping them giving like, them a false sense of reality. Oh my god, that's not okay. Because it's, like, it's one thing to like hold back. Information, oh, yeah. yeah. Like even God did that for Abraham. Like he he didn't say everything. <laughs> leave some stuff out. Sarah said some stuff. I'm not gonna tell you everything she said. <laughs> like it's one thing to be like, hey man, how'd I do? You know, your ministry might be there. It in is this. Yeah. I just want to say mm-hmm. that exactly. I ain't got nothing nice to say about what you did. Let me talk about something else. I'm not lying I'm to you. you. Right. But I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna point you in the right direction as best I can, especially if it's in the moment. Now, the thing that I've seen that has been like really, really bad is when people, especially in the black church, when you have like preachers get up and they can do a lot of shouting, they're really charismatic, really boring, or they're horrible communicators. Like, like why does just just because so and so said that they feel called to preach does not mean they're called to preach. And I think this is where kindness and niceness uh, like collide harshly. Yeah, they. You you can't have a person who is not just like can't preach, but like unwilling to learn, unwilling mm-hmm. to be taught, just thinks that like charisma alone will like get them by. Man, you gotta be taught. You're being nice because I've seen the opposite where like you don't have any charisma. Like you you have a weird kind of shaky voice or like a squeaky voice or like and not that those things are like needed to be a good preacher. Mm-hmm. But, like, you've got to be able to be an effective communicator. you got to have some authority in your if voice. If people, like, aren't trying to hear you, you're not That's helping. No. Like, I mean, and then, and we just know you're, you're, you're sermon prep, all that stuff. It's just, come on, man. This person is not, this is or not it. It could even be that you're not ready. Yeah. But because we're, because we're so churchy, we mm-hmm. want to present so much we just want it's a presentation we want yeah, so many presentations we want to show people look we got 14 ministers mm-hmm. on the roster well only two of them can preach yes. so do you really have 14 ministers like, or you have on, two man. like and the rest of them are just listen, following is two? it when when so-and-so gets up and and the church hears about it and there's, there's no one shows no them. one's there or it's very light or it's like oh man so who's preaching oh man like I let me tell y'all day. bro let me tell y'all bro in black church Okay, there's a chair. There's a certain seat. Oh yeah, right. And so the choir starts, and the ministers haven't come out yet. They're still in the locker room. They're still getting hyped, going over the game plan, going over the film and all that stuff. And they announce the starting five, and then and then like probably about the second song, that door opens, and you just just wait. (laughs) Trying to see who the starting five are. Who about to start? Who about to preach? Who who bringing the ball out? Okay, so they all come out. They take their seats, and then the last guy comes out and sits in the seat. As an usher, my job was to like make sure they had this tray of water and mints, and like napkins and stuff. I had to go up there before service started, Mm. and in between services, make sure everything was stocked. So I 
go up there. I see that I have the whole list of the itinerary, what's happening in the service and stuff, order service. But man, when you see that person come out, you'd be like, so and so, dang. And there were the times of people who could preach really well, and you're yeah. just like, oh yes, oh, he get... about okay, cool, okay, cool, all right, I'm cool. Gonna... And I, I mean, I think even I think both of them are really bad, like yeah, over hyping up people yeah. and then under. Yeah. But if the issue is unpreparedness, unreadiness, and unwillingness, mm-hmm. that person needs to be told the truth. Yeah, and you being nice is not helping them or the whole congregation, congregation. right? Mm-hmm. Smaller thing, like how many people get solos that cannot sing? Like you have, but but they really believe it because sing. people tell them, "Oh yeah. no, you sounded great." Y'all know that didn't sound good. And that's the thing about when I even want to think about Jesus. Like Jesus was not nice; he was very kind. He had oh, a lot of compassion. The kindness of the mm-hmm. Lord baffles me, but he was never nice. Mm-mm. Like. I mean, there are things that he would say, and you'd just be like, whoa, Ooh, what? Right, Why Jesus. would you say that? What, like, about, what about being politically correct, sir? No? <laughs> they're okay. not going to come to church now. <laughs> <laughs> but then you see certain people receive that and yeah. be like, man, I appreciate you for telling me the mm-hmm. truth. I was so glad when someone told me that I was not good at something, mm-hmm. especially like with football. Like, my brother played football. My dad played football. Everybody in my family was into football. I was not good at it. <laughs> I just wasn't like yeah. it just it wasn't what I was good at and I was so glad when my dude Marvin Parker I'm telling you man I'll never forget this guy Marvin Parker and John Hardman the two dudes who they were senior players uh, JV's season had ended because we didn't make it to playoffs and they brought like half a JV up to mm-hmm. which they just do it at a formality yeah. it doesn't mean you're gonna play at all you just dress out and you can be like oh mm-hmm. I got my my varsity jersey yeah everybody's like oh Trash. I'm still, <laughs> trash. I'm still the same person. I'm still the trash person who was on JV. The outside of my cup. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Changed, that thing changed at all. Oh, I remember when uh, we were in practice, man, and John Hardman and uh, Marvin Parker were like, hey, bro, like, why do you play football? I was like, oh, man, you know, I've just been playing since I was a kid. And Marvin just looked at me and was like, like, is there anything else that you would want to do? That's such a like, kind way to say it. <laughs> like, is there Come anything? On, you're trash. <laughs> is there anything else you would want to do? And I was like, actually, I never thought about it. I just kind of been following my brother this whole time. And he was like, ah, think about it. And left it at that. Yo, like, there was no, that like. That is such a kind way to go about it. Bro, the next season, I didn't even try out. I was like, I'm finna go find it. something else. Look at that. And I, well, yeah, I found, <laughs> I found the wrong thing. But <laughs> it was, I just, I remember moments like that when people would, would just like, see that something is not going right mm-hmm. and instead of living into the lie of your reality that you think you're good at this where someone would just be like you know what this ain't this ain't your cup of tea mm-hmm. i'm sorry baby girl but you can't yeah. sing i'm it's sorry just... young man but preaching is not for you mm-hmm. maybe it may have like the lord can do whatever he wants with yeah. you in this season mm-hmm. if you want to learn more about the bible bro, yeah. come on yeah come to preacher's class come to mm-hmm. uh this come study as much as you want yes Maybe but, maybe you're a Sunday school teacher or a yeah. Bible study teacher, right? Maybe you you can do some other type of thing with the word. But yes. like getting up here but, in front of the congregation and proclaiming. It's not your thing. It's not your thing. You don't you, you can write maybe you can write the the curriculum. Yes. Or you can organize certain like like there's other ways to contribute. Maybe you're the person that helps the minister like clear his clear his mm-hmm. thoughts or get his uh, one thing that uh, our brother patient does for me is like when I have to preach I'm running things. I mean, he's a preacher too, but mm-hmm. I run things through him. And there's other people that are not preachers that 
I will conversate with and be like, hey, mm-hmm. like, does this make sense? Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Or no, nah, bro, like, mm-hmm. you got to read this first and then read mm-hmm. this first. Now, does that would that work here? Oh, no, nah, that's not what he's talking about. That could be your mm-hmm. lane. But always assuming that someone's lane is the front. Yeah. I because, think that's the trenchiness behind it. Yeah, because we, we are obsessed with, like, putting something out. Like we we gotta we, we gotta like be in like we're front rappers or something. Yeah, we gotta be <laughs> a new up album. in front. It, it, it's like we, we gotta have stuff to show. Yeah, we're, we're such a show. Can you read those verses, man? Oh yeah, before man. I forget. So uh, Mark seven six through nine. Mark seven six through nine says, oh, "This is the NLT." It says, uh, "Jesus replied, you hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, these people honor me with their lips.'" But their hearts are far from me. Hmm. What do I go through? Nine? Yeah. Their worship is farce. For they teach man-made ideas as God's commands. Or as just commands from God. Hmm. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own traditions. Then he said, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own traditions. Skillful. Like, I could, like I've, I have mastered going around what God has said mm-hmm. to where it still looks like I'm doing the what God has said. traditions of man. Like, we'll be, this is how, you know, this is, see this pamphlet our church wrote? This is about certain things you gotta, hey, so, what's, what's so the just put this right in between yeah. Romans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just a little insert. God forgot to put, put this part in there. We're just gonna add that. We're gonna in. add this in there for, you know, yeah, cause man. he missed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a tough one, man. Yeah, man. That's a tough one. So, uh, two things I wanna finish with. Um, one of them is funny and one of them is a little bit more serious. Um, so let's start with the, let's start with the funny thing and then we'll end with the serious, the serious thing. Note, so the funny thing is the church words, man, <laughs> like certain phrases and things. Again, these are things that I feel like are barriers mm-hmm. to people. Um, we've got to realize that our vocabulary sounds really strange to people who uh, yeah. don't Go don't know and that should be like our one of our main priorities is like again our church should be built for unchurched people yeah this is not a country club this is not a a club for people who are already familiar mm-hmm. many of our churches when we start new churches they're literally just we just go take other people people from other churches and bring them here who are unhappy with their church and we just bring them <laughs> here. So now we have a new collection of old believers. Yeah. <laughs> like so we've <clears> got to <throat> we've got to be more intentional and be more thoughtful about like how does how does this look and how does this sound to a non-believer? Mm-hmm. You know. Cuz and even um sometimes though even like the term non-believer. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things where I'm like wrestling with now cuz I mm-hmm. have I have people in our community who actually do believe in God. They just don't follow yes, Jesus. Who are not. So they're just not followers. Christ followers. They're not Christ followers. So yeah. like to say non-believer, it could be extremely offensive. Yeah. Uh because the person does believe in God. They mm-hmm. do believe that they, they may even understand like they're all jacked up. They just mm-hmm. don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. You know like oh, I know I'm I'm terrible. Like I'm hoping that God lets me in. Well, let me tell you how you can actually get <laughs> yeah. in and know you can get in. Yeah. So they're not non-believers. Yeah. They're just not Christ followers. Correct. So even now I think, man, like how do I, how do I, especially if I have a new, if I have like a new students in my class. So mm-hmm. on, um, 
on last Saturday, we had new students, or not last Saturday, two Saturdays ago, new students show up. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know if they went to church. I didn't know if they went. I had no idea who these kids are. Mm-hmm. So in my in our conversation as we talk, I'm making sure I'm not saying non-believer because I don't know who they are. Mm. So what I did emphasize is if you want to be a follower of Jesus, that was like my, my, I just changed it all up because if I was talking yeah. to my students, I'd be like, y'all are our believers. Y'all not following Jesus because you're mm-hmm. doing X, Y, and Z. I know those kids. Mm-hmm. The kids that I don't know, I have to say if yeah. and I have to mention not following Jesus mm-hmm. and make that distinction. Our church words and some of them are just really weighty and heavy and don't make they any sense They have a lot of baggage. They, some of them can have negative connotations now. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple examples, right? I mean, saying like covered in the blood. That might be weird. Huh? <laughs> Sounds that really... Have you heard weird. of AIDS? It sounds really <laughs> unsanitary. COVID? Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, here's one that, that I hear a lot, and we've talked about this. But just saying brother and sister. Oh. Like, but like as a title. Yeah, yeah not, like brother, so-and-so, not, sister, so-and-so. But yeah, so-and-so. saying brother, so-and-so, sister, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Like sister Ethel, you know, sister, brother, brother D, you know, Jones and that don't make sense because we don't talk like that. And this is when I say when I talk about church words, I'm always thinking about: Do you speak like this regularly? Mm-hmm. Does this only occur in, in this building? Yeah. Because even now, and I, I, I understand the reverence mm-hmm. for like calling people pastor mm-hmm. and reverend and whatever. I understand I that. Like that. I don't like reverend. reverend. Yeah, yeah, reverend. I don't, I don't think like that's that. a good one. Yeah. Uh, you should only reverence God. So yeah. that's always weird to me, but. I, I get the the respect factor mm-hmm. and sometimes even the clarification for people who don't know who this person is. Mm-hmm. So you say pastor so-and-so. Yeah, well, this is the, the head pastor of the Exactly. Yeah. But I'm starting to realize now that that is a, those are church words. Mm-hmm. Most people, when they think of pastor, they just think of a pre, they don't, like, sometimes you'll think about, okay, you're the head of the church, mm-hmm. but sometimes you'll think, well, this is a teaching pastor. Well, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the so-and-so pastor. Mm-hmm. If you're introducing them, okay, you could probably use that title. If you're introducing yourself, I don't know if you should use the title. <laughs> like, I, I feel like using the title when you're introducing yourself, it it can be bad. It can be showing mm-hmm. like, I'm important. The people without titles are not important. So mm-hmm. if you need anything, talk to me. Or actually, if you need anything, don't talk to don't me. Don't talk to me. It's too big. That. Yeah. I got too much going on. So. Yeah. I say like our our church words, we just need to use wisdom. Like yeah. know who you're talking to, know who your audience is, and and try to understand where they're coming from and what it sounds like for someone to mm-hmm. say stuff like this. Like, uh, I think it was patient told me a story that they went into the group homes and someone was talking about reconciliation <laughs> and uh and sanctification. That was I think that was him or John. I can't remember. Yeah, that. they told me a story and I'm like, yeah. you went to go tell a group home kids <laughs> who. Don't go to church. Who are not required? Barely go to school. Barely go to school. <laughs> yeah. And you want to use words like reconciliation? No, no. It was it was inheritance. Mm-hmm. It was inheritance and sanctification. And it's like they don't know what inherit. Like they've probably never heard the word in their life. Mm-hmm. Like not it, even in a Bible context, just in a regular, regular context. context. Like I mean, even parents for ain't me, giving them inheritance, bro. I like, ain't got no inheritance. You know? I. I think I was probably like 16 when I feel like like fully realized what inheritance was. Mm-hmm. And then I was probably like 17 when I realized the spiritual aspect mm-hmm. of inheritance. Yeah. But it wasn't something that was easy to catch. And I grew up in church. Yeah. Imagine not growing up in church. Someone, and then like sanctification, what does that mean? Oh, uh, it, it means you're being set apart. What? 
from what for why for who just try to speak yeah. english yeah and i uh, think Man, it was there's so many and you have to use another word to, to define a word it's well, too you're much. being sanctified. You're being uh, holy and and righteous <laughs> and uh, even less than highly favored. Even like, righteousness. I think that mm-hmm. the when you hear the word, you can you you can probably say it means good. Righteousness means good, but it means like way more than that. Yeah, it's being in right relation. Lation, exactly it's relational. Mm-hmm. So when when you're speaking to an audience who doesn't understand this, if you aren't churchy you will be able to adapt and change and mm-hmm. to be able to say what you need. If you are chasing, you're probably going to be stuck on these words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing that's sad about this is sad. A sad thing about being churchy is that you don't, you yourself understand the word, but you can't teach articulate. You can't articulate yeah. what the word means. And I think that's a huge problem in yeah. churchy churches today where so many people know how to use the word in a sentence, but they cannot articulate what the word means. Mm-hmm. And then they started, they try to do it, and they just kind of make a mess of the whole mm-hmm. thing. So you try to explain sanctification, you try to explain reconciliation, but you don't really know how. So you just start saying things that come to your brain mm-hmm. right there in the moment. And that's probably not the best thing to yeah, do. You got to be more prepared to speak yeah. to people who don't understand. Um, For sure. So talking about being blessed and highly favored, we're going to end <laughs> with, with the serious thing, which is church is has become kind of like Instagram. Mm. It's been it's become a place where I was talking to this with my wife uh, today. It's just a place where you look like you have it all together. Um, you 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 can't you can't look like you got issues. You can't can't look broken. Yeah, you can't look broken. Can't look sick in the hospital. Yeah, and and you know we we talk about we use these f- family terms like brother and sister. Um, some churches even call the pastor like father or whatever. Um, which is kind of strange, but um, we don't actually behave like a family. Because first of all, even a little bit, yeah, not like, even a little bit. My wife said this. She's like, families know the issues that they have. <laughs> they don't act like they're not there, and if they do, everybody would say that's an unhealthy family. <laughs> like they're not healthy. They just they're just wow. stuff under the rug. They're not acknowledging certain issues. Like a family can go, hey man, you know, Uncle So and So is homeless, or you know, So and So they're going through a rough time in their marriage or yep. like we got to help. Like, like a family would actually is able to be open mm-hmm. about their brokenness and not be ashamed of their brokenness. Yeah. Not be not, not try to hide behind. It. I mean, even, even if you do the family's like, bro, there's nothing to be ashamed about. Mm-hmm. Like we are here to help. I remember when I was going through extreme issues financially and I had to tell like you will Greer patient and, at first, I was like, really like, dang, like this is terrible. Like, I, I'm a I'm a father. I got three kids, and I I shouldn't be in this position. But the only way I'm gonna get out of this position mm-hmm. is with help from my brothers who are financially stable. Yeah. To teach me how to be financially stable. I remember that whole ordeal, and I remember how ashamed I was. But then I'm talking to you and talking to patient, just hearing, bro, like, how are you gonna get better if you don't actually address this issue? We don't look at you any different. You mm-hmm. need help, and we want to help you. Yeah. But if We're you don't ever brother. say anything, yeah. I can never help you. So if you're going around here, if you <laughs> if you're in a church and you're sick, and everybody can see that you're sick, but no one says anything and tries to help you, and they try to act like you're not not sick. Or the, I mean, first of all, the the 
the reason why they're doing it is because they're trying to act like they're not sick. Right. Everybody lying. And everybody's just trying to. <laughs> everybody sure being that, nice. <laughs> make sure the outside of their stuff looks good. Inside is all jacked up. Hold up. And, but you, it's like, it's taboo to be like really going through something. Mm. Like, hey man, you gotta get it together. You're actually crying in here. You come on, man. It's not the come place on, for get that. It. Come on, bro. Get up. Yeah. Stop. Like, you're making everybody. To the back you're making everybody else feel uncomfortable. Like, where does that? Ha- I mean, I can't stand the fact that. We want to pose brother and sister. We want to pose uh, brokenness is okay here. Mm-hmm. You know, bring your faults to the Come altar. Come as you are. We want to say all these mm-hmm. things, but it's just like uh, like Mark 7. Mm-hmm. Like you say these things with your mouth, but your heart is far from yeah, man. not just God, but even the people. Because mm-hmm. it's like, come as you are, but make sure you come in a suit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and make sure you take them earrings out, cut them dreads. <laughs> and sit know, still. Don't wear a hat. Oh, don't wear a hat. I remember one time I was wearing a hey, young man, take that hat off. First of all, <laughs> I grew up in this church. I'm in, I'm in my 20s. I'm not some little kid, big dog. Like... Big dog. I was like, it's Deacon. So no, I like, did take my hat off. I know you did because you're respectful. I was like, I yeah. hesitated. I was like, but even, I mean, why? It doesn't mean, I, and a lot of that stuff just stems from just the culture mm-hmm. of like the 50s and yeah. the 60s. Like, that's true. That's just like the, that's very true. You just, and, and it's funny because it's like a military thing where you mm-hmm. walk inside yeah, and take your hat take off. Your, yeah, because yeah. the only reason you keep it on is if you're carrying that thing. Yeah, so you yeah. would just keep your, you would keep your cover off. That's not a, it's not a biblical thing, not that I know of, <laughs> to like not be able to wear a hat indoors. Like it's just, I don't know, a respectful thing, which is funny because you and Josiah both have hats on <laughs> in this garage. Yeah. <laughs> Josiah took his hat off. And I think we just, yeah. we have to get to the point where we could just be on, like. Yeah, don't just try to make it show the highlights. Like show real life, man. Show, it should man. be the main place you can come and be real. You should, you should be the most real at church. Mm-hmm. You should be able to come up there and be like, yo. I'm trying to tell y'all, like, I am going through it. Mm-hmm. Like, I done, I, my car got repoed. Um, my kids is out of control. I don't know how to, and I think when you do that, then people start to find ways to help you. Mm-hmm. But if you never mention it, no one's ever going to start to even look for a way to help you. And then you become bitter and, mm-hmm. and resentful toward the church. Yeah. It had nothing to do with really the church. And sometimes it has, to do with, it has something to do with you. Mm-hmm. You want to pretend. I'm never going to a church ever again, pretend like I got it all together. Mm-hmm. I left a church. I think I told the story before. I left my old church and found out that like everybody was struggling just as bad as I was financially. But we wanted to keep up with the appearance of our mm-hmm. pastor. We wanted to keep that. And mind you, my pastor, it was not his fault. He had already went through all this. He's mm-hmm. 50 years old. He knows how to manage his money mm-hmm. by now. We were all in our 20s trying to like live up to that esteem. My dude driving a a, a a Buick Enclave and some of that stuff, mm-hmm. brand new off the lot. We trying to keep up with that in our 20s. <laughs> Bruh, if you don't get out of here, yeah, just broke man. something. <laughs> like, just be broke and tell people. But yeah, then man. also tell them, I'm broke, but look, I got a, I got a piece that passes all understanding. Mm-hmm. I'm broke, but I got joy in my soul. <laughs> You're using so many church words right now. <laughs> a piece that passes. A piece of what? <laughs> look, I, it was funny because I... I didn't understand that until I was like grown world. I was like, what does that mean? Oh, and all hell's breaking loose. You still cool. Yeah. I had no idea what that meant when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, man. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Peace that passes. Peace don't pass. <laughs> <laughs> 
It stay right there. <laughs> I've got a completeness. I've got a wholeness. Man, mm-hmm. I got things are about myself. Crazy. I'm still whole. I'm still complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So we just got to do a better job of being more intentional and thinking about the things that we do, and really having a heart for non-Christ followers. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because if we don't, we're gonna lose them. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna be a building full of people who already follow yeah. Jesus. And don't follow them well. <laughs> nah. Because if you're building a, mm-hmm. of Jesus followers who are not bringing in new followers. Mm-hmm. You're not doing You're not doing job. your job. Yeah, you're not true. doing your job at all. So, so what guys, are you doing I don't know, there? man. I'm just messing up Calm stuff. down. But, uh, I'm trying to end the podcast. This dude is loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that kid's like... When you're like when you watch like band movies and like they drop the cymbals, then the drums fall, then that's you right now. That kid is hecka disruptive. Listen guys, I'm not I'm not all the way sanctified yet. (laughs) But but guys, thank you so much for rocking with season three. This is the end of season three. Yeah. Um so this will be out uh Yeah, the second, May second. So you're gonna be hearing this as early as May 2nd. Yeah. Um, and then we will not be dropping again until May 30th. It, 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 that's subject to change. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff we got to do. Follow us on Instagram. Yes, please. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should be. If you're yeah. not following us on YouTube, subscribe to us. You should be. Yeah. If you want to help us out, be a Patreon. Oh, yeah. Be a Patreon, man. Just, you know, help us out, man. Um. But we're we're definitely gonna take this thing to a whole new level. Um, our our set's gonna look different. Oh yeah. Um, I'm and excited. just the way that we do things, we're gonna be a lot more focused. I think a lot more intentional mm-hmm. about our audience and our messaging and just the way we do things. So yeah. So stay tuned, y'all. Yes, please stay tuned. Thank you so much for being with us this whole oh, time through all of our hey, ups and downs. For and every day one out there. pains. Yeah, man. Hey, if you've been there since season one, episode <laughs> one, like you a true Yo, one. We love you. Like we like shout out, like let us know who you are. We'll mm-hmm. shout you out when we come back. Cause yeah, man. that episode, season one, episode one, you guys are very nice. <laughs> Should have been kind. Just <laughs> told us how terrible it was. Uh, but they saw us growing, so yes. they're like, you know what? We I see something in this. So, yeah. so we're going to get up out of here, guys. Check out our previous episodes um, and uh, stay up to date with everything that's going on yeah. with us. We so. love you. We're praying for y'all. And we'll see y'all uh, later. All right. Peace, y'all.